right. Welcome to the Holistic Nutrition Hub podcast. Today I have Brittany on the podcast who is a registered holistic nutritionist. Brittany, thanks for being here. Thank you, Lynn, for having me. I'm excited to have you have you have me on your show. <laughs> of course. Um, do you want to just explain a little bit about who you are and what you do and how you got into holistic nutrition in the first place? Yeah. So my name is Brittany Duffy and I offer gut health wellness plans as a holistic nutritionist. Um, my business is called Digestion with Brittany. And I kind of stumbled into the nutrition world um, because I wanted to learn more about health and food and how it could help manage my symptoms with Crohn's disease. I never knew that I could get off medication through food and natural methods. I just randomly discovered this while I was doing a different nutrition program at a different like college. So I was like, this was so meant to be. So I pursued the program at CSNN in London, Ontario. And then a few years afterwards, everything that I learned, I practiced it for myself. And I got off medication um, for Crohn's disease. And then I was also had surgery about, I guess it would be two and a half years into my health journey is when I scheduled the surgery to remove scar tissue for Crohn's disease because I had a blockage and my symptoms were the opposite. So I would be sick every time I ate a lot of fiber foods or like cruciferous veggies, um, like undigestible fibers. Um, so it was a lot of things that happened. And I, when I was becoming healthier and eating healthier food, my body was detoxing. Mm. Um, so it triggered my immune system to release like these pathogens that I was kind of like, they were like kind of dormant that the medication kind of like didn't allow to manifest, but medication side effects um, were a bunch of skin issues and I got impetigo, I got perioral dermatitis and pink eye and like I just kept getting sick a lot with different cold or flus that were going around and so it was a lot of different things that happened my computer wants to not work right now okay. there was just a lot of things that went on and it was overwhelming and like lonely and scary and like debilitating and like frustrating because I'm trying to be healthy and trying to be patient with, the, with my body, and, but it's like nothing really was working. And like, you're just wrapped up in all these different things and like lifestyle was not supportive. So I had to learn really quickly that if I did not do self-care, everything just kind of gets worse no matter how many healthy actions you put in. If there's no self-care routine, doesn't matter what like health things you do it doesn't make a difference so it was like a two-year process or so to finally find peace with managing symptoms and finding remission with food suggestions um, like different supplements that I've done um, different alternative modalities and like um, acupuncture massage therapy saunas breathing techniques with doing affirmations just I tried whatever I kind of felt comfortable doing um, and just allowed the things to unravel on their own. Um, but the best thing that happened is that I learned a lot about how powerful like the body is mm. and that once we just kind of trust it um, without mentally controlling the outcome, it comes like the re result is better than we can anticipate. Because put in all the things we can put in, and then we just kind of allow it to happen on its own. So it's allowed me to connect with a lot of similar clients. Um, like the more that I talk with them throughout the consults, I'm like, oh my gosh, like that happened to me. And so it's kind of like we're on the same wavelength about like the health journey. So I like it because I get to tell past me what I wish I could have told myself throughout my health process. And so I'm fortunate for the struggles that I went through because it's allowed me to really understand what my clients deal with. And I never like want them to like, oh, like you have to try this because trust me, it will work. I never liked hearing that. So I just want them to know these are things you can do if you want to, but 
And then they also feel like they have control over their health because once you have health problems, uh, it controls you like in every aspect, like you become obsessed with not getting the symptoms. So you do everything in your power to not get the symptoms, but then you kind of self-create because you're so stressed about getting the symptoms that they happen anyways. So it's like this whole psychological placebo manifestation. And so, yeah, there's a lot in a health journey, but I think it's just incredible um, what can happen once we really put like consistent effort into making smaller changes to be healthy. Um, kind of like a domino effect of healthier things unfold, as I'm sure you've, you've experienced and heard from other people. Um, the one thing that you wanted to focus on, it doesn't improve right away, but there's several other infl- inflammatory issues improved, but you didn't know those were the problem. Like for myself, once I was eating healthier and managing my stress and taking proper supplements, I would sleep throughout the night. And I didn't even know like sleep was a problem for me because we never really are taught, like you're supposed to just sleep throughout the night, peacefully never wake up or anything. So once I finally sleep throughout the night, I was like, it's a whole other world. Once you have proper rest and there's less pain going on or like little things are not occurring or feeling anxious and overwhelmed easily in stressful situations like however one interprets um like getting better like there's so many things that pops up on the health process um so i just love learning from clients how they're doing and um, unexpected results occur throughout the journey that they didn't they didn't like focus on but it's just kind of like a bonus <laughs> can we help rebalancing the body listening to it respecting it and so yeah and now also I find a lot of times once they kind of learn to um like connect with their body they can better interpret their relationships like at work they can I guess they see things more clearly and pick up on people's moods easily so it allows them to have better communication or speak up better for problems that he wanted to address in the past, but never, I guess, had the right headspace or clarity to like confidently speak um, what they wanted to be happier. So I, I, it's great. There's so many ripple effects I find throughout the health journey. Um, well, and as, as a coach as well, right? Like I find that for me, and it sounds like you kind of experienced the same thing as, you know, when you first started out, you're like, oh, this has worked for me. And then you start kind of playing around and finding your own groove. And then you start to see that that's starting to work for clients as well. And I I have a very similar story in terms of like, you know, I got into this for my own health reasons, uh, have been diagnosed with an autoimmune condition. Uh, in terms of dealing with an autoimmune condition, self-care had to be at the base, just like you, you know, like if I didn't take care of myself and I didn't have that intentional um, goal towards trying to just be calm, you know, and not like, I call it catastrophizing, catastrophizing the symptoms that you have, whether it's, you know, like for you, it was probably very different, but um catastrophizing the pain that came along with it, the mood swings, the food, uh, the symptoms from the food, all of those things, um, I think played a role in, in me understanding how to be a better coach. And I think what I see often for a lot of holistic nutritionists, you know, they, they go into it thinking that they're going to know everything and it's just going to magically kind of come out or they don't even start which because they think they don't know enough but I find coaching is a really great teacher as well not only for when you're working with clients but in dealing with your own health stuff and and how to even help more clients in the future Mm -hmm. yeah everyone teaches each other yeah there's always something new that I'm like writing down from someone like a technique that they discovered on their own or read about or just different techniques they've that they've tried to enjoy food better and um 
without it, I don't know. Because there's a lot of people who want to eat healthy food, but sometimes it triggers symptoms. So I learned from clients, they find a way around that so they can enjoy something without it um, causing a problem for them. So there's constantly knowledge coming back. Exactly. Well, and we're so bio-individually different that, you know, maybe 50% of what worked for me is going to work for you. And I think that's kind of the art of coaching is being able to decipher where your client's at, what kind of style of coaching is going to work for them you know do they need really simple steps like are they so far in let's say into their illness or into their condition or into their issues that giving them a whole plan to follow concretely is just going to cause more um, stress in their life and not actually help uh, get them to a more balanced place so is it possible you know to just give them little pieces of information um, instead, that will. Um, video's quick, funny. There we go. I'm just gonna turn. It's okay. I'm gonna turn your video off, and um, actually, I'll probably turn mine off too, just so that it's balanced. There we go. It's gonna be weird, but um, there we go. Um, yeah. Anyways, so like, can you give them little pieces of information, you know, to tackle one at a time and get going? with those things so it's not overwhelming for them yeah I totally feel that way too just reading the intake form with the clients I have and the intake form that I have it's critiqued from the original that was given throughout the, the program mm -hmm. just because I felt like a lot of the clients I had they were not really understanding the questions mm. um, I don't know why but they just I guess the wording was different or worded really. So I just adjusted it and kind of simplified the most common questions I felt that my types of clients would experience. Right. And then once I did that, they were able to open up more and actually add more detail to the questions. Um, and then I put in like a little at the end of the questionnaire, um, how would you like to feel um, like at the end of our process together then I I gave like some suggestions of how they could feel so peaceful resilient optimistic um like symptom free whatever and then um oftentimes they would say like all of it and then they would add their own types of like positive mindset words I guess that's amazing yeah so I liked adding that at the end so that they knew like oh, like, this is what is ahead of me. Like, I, I potentially could feel this way. So I don't know if it's the ending of my intake form that sets up the stage for my consults, but every time that I have a consult with someone, I'll mention about the whole mindset connection, the lifestyle methods for helping managing the stress in their life. And every time we go into that, it's like a half-hour conversation about stress in their life and what's bothering them, um, how their emotions can manifest physically. Um, like they get, they never really, I guess, thought about it before or when asked the question, like, how do you feel like emotionally when you have your pain or your symptoms? And then it, I'm like, it often allows them to say, oh, that's a good idea. I should try that. Or I should try to like, make an effort to communicate this with so-and-so. Um, and then usually they cry. I sometimes cry just because mm. like that happens, like this connection of pain that I've been there um, and like sympathize. And it's just really an interesting connection to tell them, yeah, like try these food suggestions. Here's a meal plan. I've adjusted it to your eating habits and like added in some key ingredients to enhance your digestion and like reduce your symptoms but like making sure that they're on board with it so that it's not going to be um like unenjoyable and then some supplement suggestions that we both agree on that they've tried so that they are excited about it or open to it and understand it and then the mindset piece is i feel like they just can't stop talking about the whole mindset connection and like simple journal journal techniques 
Um, yeah, last night I had a client who's been through horrific nerve damage and like the roof of her mouth. She can't eat certain foods, certain scents bother her. Um, like everything noise bothers her. So she has all of this pain that like she can't, I guess, let go of the old version of her and she misses that. And she's so upset that she no longer is that old version. So I asked her if she wanted to create like a, uh, like write a letter to her older self. And um, if she could tell her old self any words of wisdom for her current time now of what she would like, what her future would be like and what she would have to experience. I asked her like, what would you want to tell yourself? Like if you knew if that was all ahead of you. Um, I just thought maybe it could be a way for her to realize like how much she's overcome and how much strength she has and determination and like she should be proud of herself for the life she has and even though it's not the same life that she envisioned um I said to her like this is incredible what you're doing finding ways around still enjoying a life the way that you want and because she's like yeah like I never really thought about that like she's doing so many active things that she shouldn't really be able to do based on her pain level. So yeah. I really love yeah. the mindset that allows them to understand like at any time of day, they have the opportunity to tap into like their, like their mind, their gut brain connection, and then like reduce the pain based on thinking like happier thoughts and not like honing in on the pain and the more you think about the pain, like the worse it gets. And we sometimes don't even know that it's just, it's just coping mechanisms. So. I yeah. Really like- I think like the, I think like the imagination piece, piece that you kind of talked about in the beginning where you're, you know, setting up your client to think about what their life could be like, you know, if they created it for themselves. So something I've been kind of, playing around with is like the term of like creating intentional movements towards balance so like whether that's in business coaching nutrition coaching or as like a client it's like how do you get them to find a a path or create a path for themselves to get them to where they intentionally wanted to be and I think you know when somebody's dealing with a chronic illness or chronic pain you know like I suffered from chronic pain for the last you know eight years and I can really speak to how difficult it is to let go of who I was before um, and the idea that I had and it's not that I had to fully let go of who I was but you know it's grieving part of who you thought you were and sometimes like you said it was a coping mechanism that I had put on because I was in survival mode and I actually should say goodbye to that part of myself you know being a perfectionist or being somebody who um, strives really really hard to be perfect all the time you know it's grieving that person and saying goodbye to it because it's not healthy and most likely contributed to the stress and to potentially that the, um, the correlation between my my illness and where I'm at now and so it's interesting to hear that you're seeing that with other with other clients too, especially within the sphere and the mindset piece. It's funny when we learned about it in school, I I was really moved by the book that we had at CSNN at the time. I'm not sure when you graduated, but mine was written by I think it was one by Caroline Carolyn Mice. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if that was the same book that you had. Um but I was super moved by that book, but I kind of tossed it to the side saying like, to understand this fully, I'm going to have to learn more. (laughs) And it wasn't really until I went through like my, my autoimmune journey that I really started to understand um, all of those pieces, whether it's, you know, digging into the chakras or digging into mindset work or whatever you want to call it. And they're comfortable calling it. Um, I didn't realize how important it was in the manifestation of, you know, chronic illness. And so, you know, digging into books like uh, Your Body Keeps Score and uh, Gabor Mate's book and and things like that really 
solidified that for me and then practicing yoga like really tapping back into feeling what was really happening in my body like where is the pain coming from um are there things that are happening am I stressed out in other areas am I doing too much am I taking too much on and not taking care of myself and so when I started balancing that with self-care at the bottom and then focusing even on the other I like to call them pillars of health you know stress sleep movement and nutrition right but the self-care had to come first like why why am I doing these things am I doing it to you know just feel balanced or am I doing it to mitigate something and am I controlling something again so am I trying to be more perfect at something else yet again so why why am I being like this and why am I doing it so being intentional about the movement or the action was a big step for me too oh definitely and it's really interesting once we understand like a visualization of the energy like flowing in the body and where it gets stuck and then people at first are really like not open to understanding how your emotions create blockages like I work also at a health store and I'll mention this because I feel like they need to hear this I know they're not open to it but I need to just tell them so the reactions I get they're like who are you like this is so weird try but I'll explain to them like you don't have to do it but I just felt like I really had to let you know that your thought patterns can create like friction in the body and if you feel like writing out anger frustration it can like find a way to release from your body and then for some reason they're like you know what what the heck I'll try it and then they'll come back and they'll say I did the journal thing and I'm like oh yeah and they'll say it worked they're hmm. like, it was so simple I never even knew to do it they said I've been doing everything else obsessing over everything else they're like, I never did the mindset and they're like, had I known that played a role, I would have done it so much sooner. Mm. I think it's a like a hard, a hard like uh, gap to bridge, you know, because we're not when we grow up, even, you know, in school, for example, you know, you'll hear about like at least a little bit about how exercise is important and how food's important. And maybe you'll start to hear about sleep being important, but it's very rare, I think, well, I think it's starting to become more and more common and popular, but it's very rare to hear like that we can be fully in control of our emotions and our nervous system and, and actually manipulate it in a positive way. And so I think it is really hard for people to hear that. But I, I kind of had a similar experience, for example, my mom, um, hey, mom, <laughs> um, my mom, you know, did her first like kind of energy healing session with me uh, when she came to visit me in Switzerland, probably in the summer last year. And ever since then, she's like, when I see you next, can we do that again? <laughs> and she's super keen on it because she felt so much lighter. And I saw her grow in a way that I had never experienced uh, with her. You know, she started to feel more courageous. She tried new things. She you know, felt, I think, freer, like whatever that was that she experienced was big enough for her to actually change in her everyday life. And I think it was, you know, for me, it was like a really beautiful experience as a practitioner, but also really beautiful to watch somebody just be able to kind of let go of some of the past and really show that she's in, in control 100% of how her life is and is formulated. Oh, that's so nice. Wow. And to see it, like, I guess more, more, you could be a part of the process more than just an average person. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that's what makes like coaching kind of special is like, we have all these tools at our fingertips that are super powerful. And I think nutrition plays a, a huge role in what we do. Um, but I think the mindset piece could be even more valuable depending on well obviously I think nutrition plays a key key role but you know I do think the mindset piece is very very important and might need to come before even nutrition I don't know if you agree with that or not sometimes I'll tell my clients like if you're having a day that you're just like overwhelmed nothing's going right you're super stressed out 
I was like, if you don't really feel like eating, just drink the tea, have some bone broth, have like a handful of a snack of like some veggies or hummus or nuts and seeds, like eat something please, like throughout the day. But don't obsess over making the perfect meal or doing like everything you need to get done on your checklist. I said just simply be with yourself and have a good cry. Like do a dance, jump around, go for a run. Um scream or something like let out your emotions and then like really like you were suggest I do like lifestyle stuff therapy before all the other stuff I'm like yeah like if you feel that's what you need to do in that day like your body's trying to tell you something so go with it and let them know like oh sweet like I get to adjust my routine throughout my whole process it's not so like strict and like you have to do everything on this time and every single day because that's not how holistic is, right? Like, it's whole body connection, um, giving the body what it needs in that moment. And, yeah. I think that's really important to kind of point out is, like, making sure that you give your client the tools that they need to tap into how they're feeling at the moment and to adjust accordingly. And I think people need to... It's sad to think, but I think people actually need that permission to be able to take care of themselves. Like I I was working with a client and she's like, I knew everything that you were telling me, but I needed you to give me permission to go ahead and do all of those things. And I think, well, I think we we're in a generation or even multiple generations where being able to take care of yourself is the last thing on our mind. And so we don't give ourselves permission to rest adequately or to feel healthy even. And we think healthy means, okay, well, I have to work nine to five and then I need to go to the gym for an hour. I need to eat perfectly. I have to watch everything that's going in my mouth. I need to get good sleep. And it's, I think when we're trying to cram ourselves into this box of what society thinks we should live like versus how we should be living. Um, I think that's where a big block comes for people. Yeah, totally. Like understanding if you get like the essentials done in your day, that's all you have to do. But (laughs) if your health is debilitating, that comes first. Everything else can wait. It's temporarily that you're not doing what you want to do, like, success-wise. But you can't enjoy the success if you're not, like, physically, mentally present. And I had one client um, with Crohn's disease also who she said to me, like, after just a month, and she never took supplements yet. She was just doing, like, some food suggestions and more, like, self-care. She said, I feel more present. She's like, yes how I would describe it she said I'm in the moment more I'm um like emotionally more aware and I thought oh I love that because I also felt totally not present with my health journey I think before I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease I was remembering like I was inside during the summer and then I saw like a picture on like I don't know like a photo album and when I'm inside in the summer and I'm looking at a picture of these big white fluffy clouds during the summer and I'm like why am I not outside Mm. and I thought I'm not even like living life and I don't feel like I'm in the moment and like enjoying life like I just feel like a zombie and getting by I never knew I felt that way because like you're so tired and like your body's not absorbing food and you're just so stressed out and like I was always constipated so I had a lot of toxins recirculating and that stresses out the detox pathways and all these other things. Well, and one of the major things, one of the major things you probably needed was to actually go outside, get some vitamin D, get some light, you know, like I think, yeah, just the basics. And I think sun, sun is an under underrated tool for us folks with, you know, autoimmune conditions or anything like that, or any health condition, in my opinion, I don't think we get enough sun. And so it's funny, like your body was telling you in that moment, like, hey, I'm craving light. I'm craving that sun. And 
um, it's super funny how the 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 signals can kind of come come to us um, in that moment. I have a really great quote. I can't remember who it's by, but um, it's our body is the essential element to our human experience, and I just really always like that quote because it kind of reminds you that you are part of the elements around you and that you need to be connected to them. So you need to be connected to outside. You need to be connected to the soil. You need to be connected to your food, to your feelings, to your emotions and um, be really aware. And that means being present. Yeah. And that's the whole point of like having this human experience is you get to live in the moment in your surroundings and like your relationships and emotions and like the good and the bad and like be grateful for for it all so that every day becomes better and better and just yeah everything I find too with any health problem once you overcome like the flare um everything around you is beautiful Mm. and I noticed that after I had a flare it was I don't know why but I never thought to take any like Advil or Tylenol when I had a blockage I just thought like I don't want to put anything else in my body but looking back I probably could have but I just didn't so I naturally just got over the pain through like mindset movement crying like allowing my body to work through the pain and I knew what would come so I was like okay just bring on I'm gonna throw up so just let it happen or trying to envision the pain like a fire like being extinguished so I found all these methods to get over the pain and then once I got over that last little bit of the pain it was like euphoric I don't know how else to describe it besides euphoric that the pain was like gone and my body was just so much bliss and everything around me was like zen and joyful and I was able to like just be more appreciative of people around me and I'm grateful for the pain because it's let me acknowledge like the beauty in life and um like help me get over the hard time easier because I can focus on so much other things I'm grateful for during the hard times. Um, it's, true. it's true. Yeah. I, I experienced almost exactly the same thing as you, especially like once I started, I kind of found a practice that worked for me. It was kind of a mix between meditation and yoga and like self massage because I have rheumatoid arthritis. So I get a lot of tension in my muscles and a lot of tension in and around my hips and things in my back. And so it was really taking that, um, that time to sit down and stretch and breathe into that space and really try and let go of the tension that was there very similarly to you and try and like even go a little deeper and ask, you know, like, what, what is, what are you trying to tell me? What is this? Is there something that I need to know about this pain? Like, what, what are you trying to show me? And often, you know, I was brought back to, you know, trauma from my childhood or my teens or something like that, that would, you know, flash into my mind. And I'm like, okay, we're here. I got you. We're grown up. That was a thing that happened, but I'm supporting you fully now. Like we've got this and like, let's release like whatever we're holding on to here. And it was, you know, usually followed by crazy, we could call it like ugly crying, like just pure sobs of, you know, just letting go and like really cathartic crying and movement. And then I would do um, kind of a session after like how does my body want to move do I want to dance do I need to just kind of sit and be still do I need to move a little bit more and you know most of those places that I had those experiences I've never had pain in again so like uh, my feet my hands places like that um you know, I do still have some pain, but again, like following kind of the same process. And if I take care of myself, it kind of is 
released a bit. Um, you know, so I really do think there is something to say for these practices that, you know, just touching in with ourselves and saying like, hey, like, what what's happening with you? <laughs> you know, having a conversation with ourselves and being like, what what is really going on? I think it's, um, it's interesting to hear that you kind of experience the same thing with Crohn's as well. Yeah, like when you go through a pain, it's, you're on your own, as much as we have support around us it's not totally easy for people to understand. And when you have pain, you sometimes can't express it because you yourself are trying to understand it still. And you also don't really want to acknowledge it because the more you think about it, the more pain you feel. So I found that when you're, I was in the thick of my, I too would ugly cry because I'm like, okay, I'm, effing so tired of this scream into the universe the nothing like I'm done like no more like I can't do it anymore like I had it like I get it I'm super strong I can get through obstacles but I was like I need good now like give me good and then I would just let out whatever I needed to be let out scream cry go for like active run or something listen to music and then the next day, the pain would be, like, gone. And I'm like, really? All I had to do was, like, express what I wanted. And then the, the body is, like, unraveling and, like, okay, we're good now. We're acknowledging what you want and letting me, like, not controlling it. Because I think it's also powerful to acknowledge, um, like, the weakness that we have. yeah kind of like the ego aspect of like if I just you know <laughs> pretend that this isn't here it's gonna go away and it's you know when we don't acknowledge that there's pain there that it gets worse and worse and worse I mean it took me probably two years for me to admit that there was something quote-unquote wrong that I was super uncomfortable that I was miserable that I was in pain all the time like two years of holding that in and then finally like going to my husband and being like yeah I really just I need a break like I need to stop working I am not well like I am done <laughs> you know I, I really need to take some space to um, like figure out what's happening here so it took me two years to admit it and then it probably took me another year and a half before I was kind of at a point where I really it was actually thanks to the pandemic sorry for people who don't love it but um you know that I could kind of stop working and really focus on myself and so that's really when I went through like the, the very transformational kind of experience with health and wellness and understanding you know all of this stuff in a very deep way and everything like unfolds how we never expect once we stop controlling the process I guess well and I think we're <clears throat> I think like back to what I was saying before I think we're kind of raised in a well obviously in a reductionistic kind of lifestyle and also um, to be controlling that we are in control we're you know taught that we're in control of nature we're in control of growing food we're fully in control of all of it and what we're trying to do really is go against the laws of nature the laws of like what our biology is and what we are evolutionarily capable of doing and I think that's where we're not we're not excelling actually and I think that we grow up thinking that we can control our, everything about our surroundings and our environment. And it's actually more, <laughs> how can we respond to the environment uh, that we need to kind of be aware of? Yeah, because there's so many beautiful um, messages around us. If we're kind of just like allowing being in the present and not like, part of the health journey I went on, too, like, I would always, like, mentally like, mentally create, like, lists, things to get done and things I need to get done or want to get done or should get done. And it took away from, like, 
mentally like just being here with nature or like in a conversation or like watching a movie or just something like I can never totally like just be in the moment but now like there's still struggle in life but now that like I'm not like physically like ill anymore there's so many random conversations that kind of just pop up that I start thinking about because I'm actually like engaged more and like more receptive and uh, have more like clarity over like being present like listening to people or like when I'm outside going for walks or like doing an activity like I'm just in I'm in the moment and then there's just more things that flow in my life because I'm more like receptive to it and in the moment yeah um I think it's it's really interesting when you start kind of looking at different let's say practices you know whether it's yoga or buddhism or even different religions you know I find that the language is all different but they're all talking about the same things you know and pattern recognition and things like that so like I I experience the same thing uh, where you can start seeing patterns on many different levels of, you know, for example, I made a connection today that when vitamin D is available in our area, the plants start growing. And so I found it really interesting to kind of think about that on a very like kind of fractal uh, level to see the patterns. And so yoga, you know, talks about practicing like, oh, we're going to go do our yoga practice. And I think really what they're trying to say is like practicing the ability to be in that flow, to be able to receive information, to be able to understand nature or our connection to it in such a way that we don't need a scientist to tell us like, oh, that just makes sense. You know, like it's very logical almost um, when you start being able to put those things, you know, more closely together. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's interesting because, excuse me, we're not like, um, we don't have enough time in the program to dig into different um, like mindset modalities. So I think it's great that whatever like you, the holistic nutritionist, have been through, you're on your own way. Like, even if you feel like this isn't totally relatable, but I feel like I just want to share this story with them. Go with that moment because there's a reason why you're thinking of sharing something with this person. Um, So like everything flows. I find like everything just coming out intuitively with me. Um, And often those little intuitive messages are the the little pieces that keep sticking with my clients or they'll keep referring back to about and it's funny because I'm like, I never really planned to mention those things. It just kind of like randomly came up. But I trust like this, the intuitive messages like are really here for a reason. So I think as strange as it sounds, like I just kind of go with it. Yeah, I fully agree with you because I think that we might leave school going into coaching with the thought that if you just, um, I don't know, like refine your process enough or, you know, make this program, then somebody's going to follow it. But I think, you know, to be a good coach, it's to be able to read your client and well, we can say like, obviously like follow your gut, right? Like, there's a reason that this is a saying, like when, when something comes to you, it's your intuition. It's you, the, the connection between maybe, well, universal connection, we'll throw that out there. Um, and receiving information that is going to, you know, help that other person and being open to receiving that information yourself. So when we stay closed off to ideas or, new thoughts or new patterns that we're seeing and we stay closed off, then we can't relay that information to our client. And so by staying open and, and, you know, trusting that intuition that we're, we're feeling, we can really hone in our coaching skills and, and practice something 
that is goes far beyond what we would have learned in school like I feel like school was just like the the very very you know bottom of what we will learn as coaches yeah yeah like we have the knowledge and we understand the body um but then we kind of have to like put the puzzle pieces together with clients right yeah I call it detective work (laughs) yeah and I love it because well I work at the health store mostly and then as I'm talking to people I'm like walking towards a product and I'm like I want to show you this product and they're like, okay. And I'm like, I know it's not something you would expect, but just go like go with it for a second. And then they'll say, Oh wait, my friend was just suggesting I try this yesterday. And I was like, really? Okay. That's really weird. (laughs) That happens to me all the time when I'm like being drawn to a certain product because of its energy and like what I know about the product and based on their symptoms, I'm like, I wonder if this will help you. And they'll always say, Oh, I've been thinking of trying it, but I forgot. Or, you know, I keep hearing about this on the news or like so-and-so. And so they're like, I guess it's a sign. And I'm like, I guess so. So, yeah, exactly. It's cool when they, they make the the pattern recognition too, where they're like, Hey, I've heard this like five times in the last week. Maybe I should actually give it a go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like, they're like, okay, there's something here. I can't, I can't avoid it anymore. I got to do it. Yeah. It's very true. Well, I think we have, you know, very similar stories. I think a lot of practitioners will probably resonate with this, if not other people who have kind of gone down a similar health journey. I do definitely wish that there were more people talking about this stuff because I feel like it's, I think more people are going to become more aware, become more aware of like this, um, way of working with clients and more of an intuitive practice um but i i think that we have a very special role to play in trying to get people to connect back to themselves um a little bit more intuitively yeah because that is a piece that's touched on in like the body mind spirit um class like we literally just touched on it. Like there was so much more, I think, that could like be included, um, just so we could, I guess, take it from a client's perspective. What does energy, like chakra connection, look like or feel like? Um, and yeah, because there's so much more to that. Um, that sometimes that alone is all the person to rebalance their body like if they're already doing the healthy eating and they're doing like the self-care piece and they're like I don't know like I'm not getting better I don't know what's wrong and then I'll ask them like have you had a good cry lately have you laughed or have you moved your body in a way that feels good they're like oh my gosh I haven't it's like all those little simple things like our inner child doing things that we want to do in the moment because we want to because because we can't be and then you said like our conditioning and then our programming like the older we get we have to do these things because it's tired of us and then we forget as well like to have the fun like do the fun thing yeah if you watch a you know when you watch a kid like it's it's really funny because I have an eight-year-old and you know watching the impulses that he has you know, and how hard it is for him to change direction because he is so much in that I want to do what I want to do right now in this moment. And so he has a hard time coming out of it. And we have a hard time getting into like the play aspect of life. And we, I think, you know, follow that too closely and we don't play enough, you know, we need to move in a way that feels nice. Uh, We just recently put up like a pretty... Uh, sturdy pull-up bar into the wall but it's just high enough that I can you know hang upside down from it and like hang from it and play around and do things that I used to do as a kid on the monkey bars and I was like this feels so much better than like going into a gym and lifting a bunch of weights (laughs) but it's healthy movement and it's movement that is going to make the body stronger and be um, more flexible and fluid yeah that I find too um 
when you are connecting to the moment because you want to, not because you have to. Like same with um, having food. Like people eat healthy because they have to. And they're like, oh, I really just want like a cheeseburger or like cupcakes. But like they're eating this food and I've been there too. I'm eating this food and I'm like, oh, it's not enjoyable. I'm not loving this. And then I felt like I wasn't really digesting it either because I was not open to receiving what I was putting in my body. That's a really good point. Yeah. And then I found out a way I was like, okay, I'm just going to sit down. I'm going to tell my body, like, I I am able to digest and enjoy this meal. And I'm grateful for it. And my body loves this food. And then eventually, like, I stopped, like, creating my problems before I would eat. You know, like, kind of like PTSD with food. You're like, ooh, like, that always bothers me. Like, I shouldn't eat it. But you kind of are curious, like, I kind of want to try it, but, like, I mentally am scared. So I just sat down one day, and I was like, you know what? I'm so tired of the routine of being healthy. I'm just going to eat the food. And if I'm sick, I'm sick. If I'm not, I'm not. And then I was like, okay, that was all right. Like, I feel fine. I'll go with it. And then I forget what happened, but I just kind of stopped obsessing over wondering if the food will upset me or not. And then... I ate a meal one day and I was like, oh my gosh, I totally just like, like blanked out eating this meal. I never like was like totally, I didn't set like diagnosing the meal as eating it. I ate it. So let's see what happens. And then I was fine. And I thought, I just have to not be so nitpicky with like controlling everything and just enjoy it. And I've had this conversation with a couple other practitioners on previous podcasts talking about how sometimes I wonder if going to nutrition school had made me more obsessive about my food and more concerned about it and whether or not that was what was creating some of the symptoms that I was experiencing. What are your thoughts around that? I totally agree because there are certain things that you can't forget. Like once you know something and how it will react with your body. I always joke, I'm like, well, I'm kind of like a diva now because like I have to have things a certain way. Otherwise, like I mentally know what's, what's going to do to my body and like destroy the progress that I put in. And people are like, oh, why can't you just, I don't know, be more simple. And I'm like, because I worked really hard to be healthy and I don't want to like throw that all away. But then I also had to find like a balance between like having healthier food, but like it's a form of junk food. And like I had to be okay with that because um, like being healthy all the time is not what the body wants. Yeah, it's not realistic to be 100% on all the time. And I think you like back to your point too, like, how are you receiving this food? And what is your mind thinking about this food prior to you actually ingesting the food? And, you know, if you're healthy, 85% of the time, like, is that 15% really going to be all that disastrous for you? And I'm kind of torn like because I know that there's certain things that I'll be okay I'm going to be open to this food I'm going to sit down and I'm going to enjoy it and then the next day I feel like garbage obviously you know alcohol being one of them if I have a glass of wine obviously the next day I'm not going to feel great (laughs) but you know too much sugar and probably dairy let's say like those are things that I have tried time and time again and there's definitely food sensitivities but do I have to be so obsessive over every single meal or can I just enjoy the food that's going to be nourishing yeah I totally agree with that um and sometimes too like, the more that we acknowledge, like, the obsession over being healthy, it's allowing us to be more, I guess, like, flexible with our bodies. I And I kind of picture, like, you know, like, a parent says, like, oh, you have to be home by curfew. 
and it's it's like whenever as a like kid you're like enjoying time out in the house and you're like in the back of your mind I gotta be home at this time I gotta be home at this time so you're not totally like in the moment living mm. you have this um rule like restricting you from being like in the moment and I feel like that's the same with food um like you want to enjoy the healthier types of options or like the treats sometimes and like with drinking wine like because you know what it could be a trigger it like it's like a placebo too it's like is it a trigger or is it a trigger because I know it could be a trigger so my body's like creating the problem yeah it's a fine line it's definitely a fine line to try and figure out like what is the thing I definitely will sit down and enjoy a glass of wine don't get me wrong but um oh me too because like, <laughs> hey I like this kind of wine and I found certain ones that don't bother me and I'll like do different supplements to like not feel gross the next day so, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I find the same thing. Obviously, having like an organic wine or wine that has like lower, like only the naturally occurring sulfites and things like that definitely um, mitigate a lot of those symptoms that I find. I feel like the majority of people who have um, autoimmune conditions or chronic illnesses have poor detoxification at some level, right? So a lot of the foods that make us feel like garbage are the ones that our bodies are just having a little bit of a tougher time detoxifying. And so obviously if things are in balance in every other way, like I'm moving, I'm sleeping well, I'm, you know, being present and I'm conscientious about how I'm treating myself, all of those things, you know, that glass of wine, is received by my body in a much simpler way and I won't have those reactions and it's when I compound too many of the negative things let's say you know I'm not moving I'm not sleeping I'm not getting sunlight then those reactions tend to be a lot stronger you know so it's again making intentional movements towards balance but not obsessing over them and not trying to be a control freak <laughs> yes and I find that too, um, a lot of people who have a lot of health problems, there's also a lot of other stuff in their life that is not perfect or did not work out how they expected. So I think it's important to acknowledge like all the other parts of their life. Um, and like, I always want to know, like when a person says like, it was so random just six months ago, I had this like excruciating panic attack or like chronic heartburn. And I'm like, is it random? I'll, I'll ask them, did something traumatic happen? Like, did you lose someone? Did you get like, I don't know, like a sudden, I don't know, change in your life? And they're like, yes, actually, this happened. There was in a car accident or I don't know, something will like, I think traumatize them. And then their body like manifests as a physical issue to compensate for their emotional stress. Absolutely. I hundred percent agree with you on that. I, I think that I often try and think back to like what our lifestyle or what our life would have been like living more in a tribal kind of community and how there would have been people to, help you recognize that something was traumatic or that something was difficult, you know, like a person will lose a parent and, you know, close family and things will go to a funeral, but it's, you know, like there's not a, um, there's not a group of people around you grieving with you, allowing you and holding space for you to actually grieve those things. So, you know, we don't think of car accidents as traumatic. Maybe we're like, oh yeah, we got in a car accident yesterday. And then you go on with your life and you just continue um, living the nine to five cogwheel lifestyle. But all of those things are super stressful on the body and they're not natural, like in, in terms of what our evolutionary body is used to. You know, if if you think of how long we've been evolving for and how long cars have been around for our body is just not biologically capable of handling that kind of trauma without recognizing it. And I think that that's a huge, a huge piece 
to the puzzle and a huge piece that people need to start recognizing that we're carrying so much even passed on trauma from previous um, family members, even like from our parents or our grandparents and how much that actually plays a huge role in how we live our lives or the mentality that we have toward life even. Oh, definitely. And I think it's like so nice once people are asked the questions, um, like, how are you like as a child? Like, relating back to, I guess, understanding like when all did these symptoms kind of start? Or what were your family members like? Like, yes, it's hereditary to like develop conditions. But did your family members have any more trauma than you had or did you did you grow up during like really stressful times and everybody just kind of like got over it but no one really discussed what you guys went through and my family was like that no one really had well they had some types of conversations about what happened with life and some stuff and like the hurt and like situations but the more of that I kind of asked them questions the more they like unravel and cry a little bit and I'm like why don't you do this early like sooner like why is it just coming out now like 30 years later and it's because no one's asked them those questions or like acknowledged like acknowledged how that must have felt for them or like sympathized with them so yeah like as I've been like improving my health it's allowed me to be more open to helping my other family members with their health because I'm curious I'm like I want to know a bit more about what happened with you at this time so maybe it can connect with me yeah it's funny it's funny that you feel the same way like I'm going home to the west coast in a few weeks and I'm like I'm so ready just to like ask my aunt you know like ask my aunt like what was like your guys's childhood like from your perspective because my dad never talks about these things you know like I know a little bit about you know what happened based on what people have told me but it's like I want to know more of this nitty-gritty stuff um I don't want to just see the emotional side when something bad happens and I just feel like as we get older and maybe we lose people you know through illnesses or whatever it feels really sad to not have asked these questions prior to and not have asked you know to understand maybe why and how it related back to you know our lives you know like what was their experience if we've lost that like oral tradition of passing down stories and I think that's something that, you know, Indigenous people over in North America have, you know, kept alive. And it's something that's really missing in our culture, if we can even really call what we have a culture. <laughs> yeah, I guess, like, North American. Um, but, yeah, there's not a lot of time for being present in our lives. And, yeah, because there's all these other external responsibilities or expectations that we have to do. And, pressure and we neglect everything until eventually we can't neglect it anymore because either that or we keep getting worse like health keeps getting worse or it's just not worth like living at that point well then you can't you you can't really live because you get to the point where your body is finally at a point where it's stopping you from living that way and I think you know, like that was the biggest telltale sign for me was like, you are not going to continue living this way and will physically stop you. Like the body will physically stop you from continuing down that path because it's not sustainable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's important for people to know that um, it's okay to take a break from the path they're on. It doesn't mean they're never going to go back to it. It just means Right now is not the time for that direction. And I also feel like a lot of times my clients are like, oh, like, really? I get to control, like, the timeline of my goals? And I'm like, this is making me really sad because, yeah, it's your life. Like, you don't have to do everything that you thought you had to do if it's 
not benefiting you throughout the process. But because people get so like, you know, wrapped up in the hustle and bustle and the pressures and everything, it um, distorts like being in the moment and enjoying life and all it has to offer, right? Like because all the expectations and the pressures and everything. And it could be too like the ego doesn't want to ask for help or say like I can't right now, so I feel like a quitter or whatever. Even their childhood maybe like can't be a quitter. I have to succeed. Um, can't let other people down or you know, all these different complexes people have. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I think they're all really important. Um, all right. Well, I think we covered quite a bit today. Is there anything that you would like to end the podcast on or with like a message to the people out there? Basically, just believe in every goal you have because you never know what could work out for you. Um, Whatever is meant to be will be. And listen to, listen to like your desires and what will light you up. Don't just do something because it's popular or because it's what is expected. Like pursue things that like makes you want to talk about 24-7. Because that is the passion and the fire that will allow you to have like more meaningful like client conversations. Um. And like also transform your own your own life. And so that's basically like what I wish I would have known. Like do things because you want to, not because you have to, or it's like the the cookie cutter approach to type of career path. because um, there's always a need for this type of support for people and like wellness support. Um, so Doubting our potential only limits what could happen. I like that. Awesome. Where can people find you online? I'm on um, Instagram, Facebook at Digestion with Brittany. Perfect. Everything there is very much just um, body, mind, spirit, simple approaches to support digestion and mindset techniques and little things like it's also kind of like my little therapy to help me tell my past self like what I would have what I would have liked to have known or like words of wisdom to help me get through things and um, yeah it's just nice to connect with other people who have been on similar experiences and really just they love just the openness and the like the rawness of like learning from us and relating to us as a human yeah thanks for sharing that piece because I think that there's like this huge misconception that when we hop onto social media we need to put on a face and we need to be putting out only the information about what we're supposed to be talking about in relation to our niche and not necessarily sharing who we are as human beings and what our journey has been. Because, I mean, I say this a lot, we are our own ideal client. And I do a very similar thing, you know, with my personal practice is like share the mantras, share the affirmations, share the growth, share the ugly cries, share all of those things that you're going through, because that's what makes you human. And that's what's going to help people connect to you um, in the end as a coach. Definitely. Like they're like, oh, they get it. I feel seen. I want to connect with them. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here today. Thank you, Lynn. It was a really great conversation. And I really enjoyed connecting with you. Me too. I'll just 